Welcome to Federal Insights for September, the future of work, sponsored by Box. Welcome to the discussion. My guest today is Sunny Hashmi, the Managing Director of Global Government at Box. Sunny, welcome to the program. Thank you, Jason. I'm very excited to be here. There's a lot going on in the federal sector, starting with the surge of remote work. It was a rage in the first couple months of the year, so March into really June. Agencies are, are make, making progress. You, every time I kind of listen to a federal CIO talk or someone from OMB talk, they really praise how, how, how agencies have really been agile, adaptive, and really scaled out. So, so what are you seeing as you talk to customers? How's remote work going and, and what is Box? How have you been doing working from home as well? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, this year has certainly been an interesting one for many reasons, uh, but it definitely has put a lot of... Uh, the strategies that agencies have been actually thinking about and implementing over the last many years into, into practice and, uh, and, and in some cases really scale those operations. I mean, as you know, when I was at GSA many years ago, we started to implement some of, the, some of the key capabilities that have now become commonplace when it comes to remote tools, being able to allow people to work remotely, connecting to mobile devices. Many of those uh, strategies are now, uh, you know, helping agencies to uh, adapt and respond to this crisis that we're, uh, we're in. So uh, generally speaking, actually, it's very encouraging to see how many agencies have actually uh, taken, taken all of these changes in stride this year and uh, very quickly adapted to new models that allow agents, uh, employees to work remotely in a secure way and, and even in engaging with their stakeholders or partners and citizens in digital ways. Um, and that's all due to the, a lot of the work around cloud adoption, FedRAMP scaling, uh, mobile device uh, uh, deployments and, uh, and and security that have been in, that have been implemented over the last years. There have been a few hiccups along the way, as expected. Uh, you were talking about a federal workforce of millions of employees having to work remotely, uh, rethinking business processes, uh, reimagining how work gets done when records are not accessible in physical formats. So some of those things uh, have exposed challenges that, frankly, need some work moving forward. Uh, but overall, it's been a very encouraging sight to see on how quickly and effectively government has adapted. I've heard a lot from the intelligence community lately about, for instance, rethinking business processes, rethinking how they can get things done. Hey, all this stuff used to be done in the classified world. Maybe we could do it in the unclassified world. And, and I hear the very similar things from civilian agencies who say, we always did this this way, but now we have to do it a different way. And, and I think that's really what's going on here is, is, is this, they, they, they're not letting a good crisis go to waste, the, the <laughs> famous adage that we hear a lot these days. How, how are you seeing that happening? What are you hearing from agencies in terms of how they are re-looking at the way they do work? I think you're exactly right. I think, as you know, the, uh, the, I think the lar biggest challenge in any large-scale technology modernization effort is the culture change. Uh, I think the technology marketplace has been mature enough where secure options exist to do a lot of different things differently in a more agile way, in a more scalable way, allowing much more flexibility. However, um, in the past, in the absence of the crisis, the culture change, um, you know, we've always done things this way, so we'll continue to do them, uh, has, been, has been the biggest barrier in large scale adoption for some of these strategies. But when forced to, you know, get past that in the, in the, in the face of a, uh, of, a, of, of the pandemic, for example, this year, um, some of those things streamlined fairly quickly. So that's encouraging to see. And also, 
Well, what's interesting, not just in government, but I work across uh, a variety of companies in the private sector that are all facing a similar challenge. And what we've noticed is that um, the, the, the strategies that have to be you know, invented or reimagined in a very quick turnaround fashion have uh, turned out to be fairly effective. Uh, work uh, productivity has um, stayed steady. I, I, I talked to several CIOs who all noticed uh, and mentioned in, in various ways to measure this uh, metric, but that generally speaking, their agency employees have been productive. Uh, productivity agency emission is being fulfilled. Uh, the biggest challenge that uh, we've heard is that now uh, agencies have to rethink uh, processes that required a lot of physical in-person transactions such as farmers and producers coming into USDA service centers to apply for farm loans and insurance, or uh, you know people applying for child support payments for uh, District of Columbia having to come into the office and apply and submit documentation. Those processes are now uh, getting in the way of full digital uh, analogs of these business processes. Agencies have to rethink the systems uh, and the business processes associated with those systems in a new way so that those citizens and those producers and farmers and stakeholders can get this same level of service in a digital first way. Uh, and I believe that is going to be the focus moving forward even after the immediate effects of the pandemic are over and people can start working uh, back in the office. I definitely want to explore that, what's coming next. But before I get there, let me just take a half a step back. One of the things that we hear time and again is agencies that were a little out in front of network modernization, of IT modernization, of really rethinking the, how to appro approach citizen services or, or did fared better than those who maybe were a little behind. And I think you bring up your, your time at GSA as a great example. You know, GSA was used to telework. They were used to, when, when they had to say, okay, 99.9% .9 of all people work from home, it was not a big deal for them. While for other agencies, it was more challenging. So was there a backend infrastructure or, or challenge for agencies to, to access applications? Did you, when you talked to those CIOs, was that the initial biggest challenge that they faced? Yeah, so the initial challenge right in the February, March timeframe of this year, as um, agencies realized that a large percentage of the workforce uh, will need to work from home for an indefinite future, uh, was uh, traditional IT challenges that are not surprising, right? Scaling network capability, scaling VPN infrastructure, making sure that people, when they log in from home, have the basic security uh, uh, best practices in place. Uh, primarily, you know, the challenges that faced, uh, that, that presented themselves at the time were agencies don't control the home network uh, infrastructure of their employees. Uh, they can't control the amount of bandwidth that they can get. They can't enforce the, even the endpoints sometimes that the employees have to use. So managing security and, and, and privacy in that environment is challenging. Uh, however, primarily, many of those initial challenges were overcome through just scaling existing solutions, adding more bandwidth, adding more VPN capability. Um, the uh, agencies that had deployed naturally scalable solutions like cloud computing, like um, you know, email and collaboration solutions in the cloud, uh, allowing people to work outside of their VPN gateways and uh, allowing uh, for them to connect to mobile devices, were better prepared because they didn't have to invest some immediate capabilities. Uh, these, these, the, one of the advantages of these solutions uh, is that you're leveraging a cloud service provider's infrastructure, which is designed to scale at a much greater capacity than an individual agency can sometimes uh, uh, scale their own internal operations. So we, see, we saw those agencies not meant to beat, and GSA is a good example of that. Uh, there are other agencies uh, that are sim in similar um, uh, you know, capabilities. Uh, however, 
you know, what one of the things that I have heard over and over again from CIOs is that there's a difference between an immediate response that has to be put in place in the first couple of weeks, which may be a less than desirable solution where it's, yes, it's good enough, you can connect. However, it's not allowing you to be fully productive as an employee because systems are still, uh, bandwidth is still limited, systems are still slow. Some of the systems and records are just not accessible. There's a difference between that immediate response and some sort of, some sort of, somewhat of a longer, medium to longer term solution that allows an employee to be equally effective uh, no matter where they're working from. And that, does, that did require in many cases, new investments in, in technologies and tools, um, quick migration of certain systems and uh, operations to the cloud and, um, and new strategies that frankly, um, you know, should have been pl in place in many, um, in, you know, in, in, in many agencies uh, prior to this pandemic, but really brought a new light to the criticality of some of these functions uh, being operational. As an example, uh, we, we talked to agencies that, that have uh, never had a data center migration strategy for certain applications. And um, in the case of the pandemic, now people connecting from all over the, all over the country into those data centers cause significant um, bandwidth challenges as well as computing computational challenges. Uh, the good news is that with all the resources that are available in the marketplace today, through the FedRAM marketplace, through GSA schedules, as well as the expertise that are available um, in best practices between the federal SI community as well as the federal employee base, uh, they were able to very quickly migrate some of these systems into platforms like Box and Salesforce and others uh, to quickly get their operations back online. Uh, so I'm encouraged by uh, the fact that all this maturity has led to real mission value in this kind of an example. This is the best kind of exercise you can do. We used to do exercises every year around uh, scenarios that might hinder operations, but there's no better example of how uh, real world uh, challenges can uh, get in the way of agency operations like this pandemic. And I'm glad to see that agencies are seeing this as an opportunity to rethink their operations rather than uh, thinking about reverting back to the, to the status quo or, or traditional ways of working after this pandemic is over. It's interesting you bring up this idea of we exercise a lot, but until you actually have to do it, it's a lot different. I hear that a lot with COOP and disaster recovery. All of a sudden, agencies were in that disaster recovery continuity of operations mode, and, and it really paid off. I had some interesting conversations with CIOs as well. One at uh, the transportation CIO talked about a network consolidation, and I said, well, if you didn't hadn't done that network consolidation, what would the, the pandemic been like? And he just smiled and said, I don't even want to think about what that what that would have been like. So, I, I think you're you're right on that, that some of those agencies, the early movers really saw the benefits. We're past the surge. We still uh, are, are not, a, there's a, maybe not a light at the end of the tunnel when the remote working, when teleworking is going to end. It, yet citizens still have all these expectations. So what should agencies start thinking about as they continue to modernize, as they continue to say, how can we make sure we meet mission deliver services? Yeah, it's a great question. And uh, actually, this is exactly the topic of a lot of conversation right now. My recommendation to any IT technology leader in, in public sector right now is to take a pause and really observe the lessons uh, from the last four months. Um, just because employees are able to connect into email and calendars doesn't mean that the challenge is over. So if you, if you, if you forecast that similar kind of challenges is going to, are, are going to continue to present themselves over the next six months, or 12 months or 18 months, as uh, schools aren't fully open yet and people still have to work from home and single parents have challenges with childcare, uh, this is not something that is going to just go away in, a, in, a, in, the, in the near future. 
So uh, observe what's not working. This is a great, great time to do so. Observe not, this, what's not working for your employees, uh, where they're frustrated in terms of processes that are broken down, where they can't access their records that may have been physical records that require them to access the building, where citizens can't engage effectively and get the services they need, where systems are failing. Um, you know, these lessons are valuable right now. And those lessons should drive the IT strategy over the next 12 to 18 months. So right now, the time is not to create five-year plans and strategic vision that sits on a, in the shelf because situation, things are changing very fast on the ground. Um, the important thing right now is to start to document those lessons, create actionable strategies that can start to mitigate some of those challenges in the near future, in the three months, six months time frame. Uh, the good news for agencies is that the technology world has never been more mature than it is today. The platforms are extremely flexible. There's a, a ways to literally develop and deploy apps in the matter of days and weeks uh, that uh, require very little, you know, coding or, you know, uh, artisanal skill sets. Um, so the ability for agencies to prioritize these challenges and actually implement solutions has uh, never been um, as rich as it is now. Um, so my recommendation is to create six month plans instead of 18 months or five year plans and execute against those plans, show value, and then move on to the next six month phase. Uh, we're actually seeing that uh, happen in organizations like the District of Columbia that migrated their child support payment processing to a digital only format in a matter of two months. Uh, that was critical because families rely on those payments, families rely on that business process working, whether there's a pandemic going on or not. And for them to prioritize those kinds of um, uh, investments rather than traditional investments of, you know, data center improvements and, uh, you know, uh, hardware uh, uh, modernization and so forth has led to a lot more trust and a lot more value delivered to the citizens uh, that otherwise would not have been possible. You bring up a couple key words there, trust, value to citizens, something we're going to explore in the next segment, but let's take a quick break. You're listening to Federal Insights, the future of work sponsored by Box on Federal News Network. You have a file. Maybe it's a customer contract, a budget spreadsheet, or a video that tells your story. But this file is so much more than meets the eye. In fact, this single piece of content, a container for your most important data, holds the key to your success. This content can either help you solve your customer's problems, or if you ignore it, hold you back. We're here to help. Box. Simplify how you work. Find out more at box.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Federal Insights, the future of work, sponsored by Box on Federal News Network. I'm your host, Jason Miller. My guest today is Sunny Hashmi, the Managing Director of Global Government at Box. Now, Sunny, before break, we were talking about the surge of remote workers, the changes agencies have had to make, the relooking maybe at some business processes. Really, in the end here, it's all about meeting citizen expectations. And just because federal employees are working from home doesn't mean citizens don't expect services to happen and happen quickly and efficiently. So let's talk a little bit about that idea of how agencies can do more, can continue to meet those expectations set by citizens. Absolutely, uh, Jason. And I think uh, one of the things that we should recognize is that we take a lot of, uh, of human uh, uh, you know, things for granted when everybody's working in the same office, when people show up in the same office every day, teamwork is natural, people sit next to each other, they see each other in the eye, meetings related, meetings lead to decisions. Uh, we take all those things for granted. And I think when people work remotely, one of the challenges that we're seeing in not just government agencies, but across the board, is how to replicate the same level of trust and teamwork, collaboration uh, between uh, people uh, in a virtual world. 
so one of the things that I recommend agencies do is to really think about uh, things like performance management, things like uh, you know making sure people have the information that they need when they need it to be effective, things like uh, even allowing creating environments virtually where people can come together, employees can come together, trust each other, uh, to continue that innovation uh, solution um, uh, creation uh, decision making in a in a collaborative uh, dem democratic way, all of that requires active involvement by leadership to create those environments. So that's number one. Really investing in people right now means uh, going out of your way to make sure that people are connected, collaborative. They have the information they need. They're feeling uh, their voice is being heard. So that's critical uh, anytime, but I think in, historically we've been able to take that for granted. Now we don't have that opportunity and we need to actively uh, you know, uh, prioritize that. Secondly, I think uh, put yourself in the, in, in, in the shoes of uh, the, the citizen, the stakeholder that is expecting service from you. Um, they are not, uh, while you are challenged as an agency to work remotely, uh, those citizens are also probably facing similar challenges. They are uh, at home, they need that service, uh, they need the information, they need to connect with somebody. Um, make sure that they uh, set right expectations for those citizens, but also provide them with analogs to the traditional way of working. I'm still seeing some agencies, especially in the state and local level, they're expecting people to mail things in, uh, you know, fill out the form, mail it in. That is just no longer um, acceptable for many of us who are dealing with our personal lives, uh, you know, helping our children learn and, uh, and, and grow doing our jobs remotely. Uh, we just don't have the luxury of waiting on government employees to take their time, government agencies to take their time in that process. So think about digital analogs for all of those options. Uh, it is just, it, it's necessary to kind of uh, think about, you know, your business process with digital first mentality moving forward. Uh, as I mentioned before, now is the time to learn the lessons, uh, understand what's not working, have a very frank introspective on uh, things that are not quite working well and actually prioritizing those as you think about your next year strategy for IT investments. So Sonny, I'm gonna put on my program manager hat, my, the person that sits and, and has a mission to do. You want me to do what? You want me to think about my digital? I, I'm, I'm just barely above water. I don't have enough staff. Uh, my staff is scared to come in. Sure. And now you want me to think differently? How do you kind of push people in that direction gently to kind of think about that? Because I think, as you well know from your time in, in government, a lot of a lot of federal employees feel overwhelmed. They feel like I really don't have the ability to make big changes. I can only make incremental changes. Even that's difficult sometimes. Absolutely. And, and, and you may bring up a really good point. Um, the, the practical way to do this is um, to reach out across your organization and partner with people uh, across your IT organization, your program offices, to come up with solutions together. Nobody's expecting you to, uh, you as an employee, as a program manager, to move boulders on your own. The, there is... In my experience, um, you know, I used to joke about this when I was in the federal government that, you know, in order to do anything in the government, you have to go through a land of a thousand no's before you get to the yes. There's many, many, many reasons to, um, to, to say no to new programs or new approaches. Right now, unfortunately, organizations don't have that luxury. You have to kind of figure out ways to get to yes. And that may require rethinking policy. That may require revisiting some decisions that were reached many years ago and uh, trying new things. Obviously, the core, um, uh, you know, uh, things that cannot be negotiated are security and compliance against federal regulations, making sure data is secured and protected, privacy is maintained. But within that, that playing ground, uh, everything should be on the table. 
And uh, we've seen agencies that are taking bold action. Um, the USDA is a great example of, of, of that, where they very quickly uh, realized that certain technologies, certain processes were just not scaling and working and therefore new approaches are required. And literally within a matter of days, uh, they were able to deploy new capabilities uh, that frankly previously had been you know, considered but not uh, really explored, but now was the right time to kind of revisit those decisions. Similarly at SBA, as the unemployment insurance claim uh, volume went up, they very quickly realized that legacy systems that they relied on for many years were just not able to scale. And within a matter of a couple of weeks, they were able to implement new capabilities that allowed people to continue to file those unemployment claims and get the benefits that they needed. Uh, these are great examples of going out on a limb. Uh, this doesn't mean that you're breaking policy. It just means that you're revisiting decisions. Perhaps that were not the best decisions three years ago. They didn't create the most ROI, but now the situation around uh, that decision has changed and maybe it's time to revisit those investments or those uh, platforms that you considered and did not pursue or even reprioritizing investments that may not have been the best investments in the past, but now are critical. I used to joke about this, like you know, the, the, the hardest dollars to, to compete for and, and like, as a CIO, when you're building your budget and you're discussing your priorities for your leadership, it's almost impossible to get dollars uh, for non-mission systems, right? So you can't, it's very hard to go and say, we're gonna improve, uh, deploy tools that encourage and improve collaboration between teams and we're going to spend money doing that because that's never a that's never a mission that's never considered to be a mission critical need and therefore uh, you know it's very hard to kind of compete for those dollars but now all of a sudden those kinds of tools those kinds of technologies have become almost mission critical almost the first investment you need to make because without it your employees cannot actually do their jobs so uh, rethink your models rethink your um, how you stack rank um, investments for example rethink the criteria you use to uh, look at investments and look at uh, the tools that you use. Uh, just because IT has previously said, this is our IT strategy and we're going to go down this road may not be relevant anymore. And it's time to kind of be very open about those, uh, those decisions and rethink them. Sonny, we're just about out of time. Before I let you go, I just want to hit upon one other topic and, and that's data. Really data is key to so much of what agencies do and to be successful. Walk me through a little bit of what you're seeing from agencies, how they're starting to use data to make better decisions. Absolutely, I think this is an area that has seen incredible, incredible priority uh, recently, both from the legislative side, as well as the formation of the Chief Data, Co Data Officers Council. Uh, we're seeing very, very encouraging uh, results there. Uh, when you're, especially in an environment where you're working remotely, when your teams are distributed, uh, data has to be the way you navigate uncertainty and, and, uh, and, and make sound decisions. Uh, unfortunately, uh, historically, many systems and technologies have not been designed with a priority on bringing that data together as an agency asset uh, and making it uh, alive and connecting it to decision-making processes. Uh, it is more important than ever before to do that. And uh, you know, some of the work that we're seeing with the CDO Council, how they're prioritizing um, elevating agency data, data into agency-wide assets. And in fact, even uh, sharing that across agencies for performance management evaluating what's working, what's not working, um, is going to be critically important. Uh, it's no longer sufficient for you to go and walk the halls and, and talk to people to get a feel for how your agency is performing. Now you need hard data to make those decisions. And so prioritizing those investments and uh, enabling those teams is going to be a key you know, priority for agency leadership moving forward. 
Sonny, we could talk so much more. There's so many more topics to hit upon, but unfortunately we're out of time for today. So let me thank my guest, Sonny Hashmi, the Managing Director of Global Government at Box. Sonny, thank you so much for taking the time today. Thank you so much, Jason. It was a pleasure. Great. I'm Jason Miller, and you've been listening to Federal Insights, the future of work sponsored by Box on Federal News Network. For more on this discussion, visit federalnewsnetwork.com and search Box. Thank you for listening to Federal Insights for September, the future of work. Sponsored by Box on Federal News Network.